Welcome to our radio broadcast, In the Name of Jesus Christ. My name is Daisy Davis. I am the pastor of Gateway Tabernacle Church, located at 809 South Lincoln Street in Martinsville, Indiana. Our service times are Sunday morning, 10 a.m., Sunday evening at 6 p.m., Tuesday prayer service at 7 p.m., and Thursday night Bible study at 7 p.m. At Gateway Tabernacle, our door is always open and everyone is welcome. Our motto is, where love abounds. This song is by Beth Sinclair. She didn't give up, she made a vow to God, and with her faith, Samuel was born, God is able, God is able, and He will make a way. 
This song is by The Sound in the Wilderness. This song is by Tammy Davis. Don't want 
change Cause all my days are better now Since I've been living in the rain I wandered in the desert for many years My soul was running dry The sky grew heavy with the cloud of grace And went rolling like a river of life I've been living in the rain, child I've been living in the rain Soaking up the blessings of the good Lord I've been living in the rain I don't need to find a shelter Don't want the weather to change Cause all my days are better now Since I've been living in the rain in my soul the floodgates are open wide now all my sins are washed away they went rolling like the rising tide i've been living in the rain child i've been living in the rain soaking up the blessings of the good lord i've been living in the rain i don't need to find a shelter don't want the weather to change Cause all my days are better now Since I've been living in the rain Gonna stay outside in the waterfall There's nothing to worry about Gonna jump right in, get my bare feet wet Cause his mercy keeps coming down I've been living in the rain, child I've been living in the rain Soaking up the blessings of the good Lord I've been living in the rain No, I don't need to find a shelter Don't want the weather to change Cause all my days are better now Since I've been living in the rain All my days are better now Since I've been living in the rain All my days are better now Since I've been living in the rain This message is from Mike Baldock. Go with me to James uh, chapter 1, beginning of verse number 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural or his external face in a glass for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was but whosoever looketh now like this whosoever looketh into the watch this perfect law of liberty and continueth therein him being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of of the work this man shall be blessed in his deed wow in other words, every time, not just this week, but every time that you hear or we hear the word of God proclaimed, whether it being preaching, whether it's in teaching, whether it's in a testimony or in a song, every time we hear the word of God proclaimed, we are faced with a choice. 
either to become a doer of what we just heard or just simply be a hearer who gains a bunch of knowledge that will mean nothing in the end. Amen. Amen? Now, go with, now, just turn a few pages over to 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. So he's talking to, he's not talking to sinners here. He's talking to you and I. He's talking to church folk, to saved folk. He said, uh, uh, like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now what does that have to do and how is that connected with what we just read in James? Well, it's connected due to the, uh, the word knowledge in verse number, in verse number 2. Uh, and I'll explain that in just a minute. Going down to verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto, unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that calleth us, uh, that calleth us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. How do these, how do these connect? Well, first of all, uh, uh, being a doer of the word is when one becomes a participant in what the word says. In other words, they participate in it. They take it personally, and they grab a hold of it, and they say, okay, that's got to be part of my life, and that's what I'm going to begin to walk in. In that is growth, and I don't know if I can get into all that tonight or not. Also, also uh, the, word no the word knowledge here means to have an intimate relationship with or to participate with. In other words, where it says, uh, uh, and knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, it means participating in God and participating in Jesus Christ. Amen. It, 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 as I said, it's, a, it's an intimate, now it goes beyond head knowledge. It's a knowledge that is put to work. Have you ever, have you ever met smart folk that don't do nothing with their smarts? So many of us in the, in the church today are so headstrong about certain issues and certain things and certain people that we fail to be a doer of what the Word says. I want to talk tonight for a little bit about engaging, engaging in the Word. In other words, when you hear the word of God, and it comes into your life, take it out of park and put it in drive and go for it. Amen. Brother Lloyd, I need to engage. Hallelujah. When I find out that by his stripes I was healed, I need to engage myself in the healing power of Jesus Christ. Engage yourself. In the word, remember, remember, and, and, and the, the minister that I'm, that I'm training up, he, uh, uh, he and I was talking about this today. He's, 
putting together a sermon that he's going to preach a week from Sunday. And, and, and he was asking me to critique it. We were going over it. And he and I today was talking about Elijah. Uh, 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 the only thing we really know concerning the background of Elijah was this. He was a Tishbite. We find that out in Kings. And, and he was at the brook of Cherith, uh, where God uh, was using ravens to feed him. Uh, God gave him the ability to pray and stop rain for three and a half years. Matter of fact, you can find that story of how, how he did it in the very last chapter of James, where it talks about that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So rain was, rain was put on hold due to the word that God gave to the prophet to speak. He stayed there until the brook was dried up. And then God spoke to him and told him to go to a place called Zarephath. And he told Elijah, he said, I've already we all, I already have a widow that will sustain you when you get to Zerubbabel. In other words, she'll take care of you. She'll feed you and help you on your journey. I know you probably know the story. He arrives there, and here's this little widow mother out gathering up some sticks. And the prophet asked her, what are you doing? She says, I'm gathering up some sticks and I'm going to go back and I have a little bit of oil left in my cruise and, and I have a little bit of flour or meal left. And she said, I'm just going to bake a, a cake or, and, and my son and I are going to eat it. Then we're just going to sit back and wait on death. Now I'm paraphrasing there a little bit, but that's, that's what was going on. And, and Elijah said this. Now watch this. Elijah said this. If you will feed me first, wow, if you will feed me first, God will take care of your meal barrel and your cruise of oil. Now, she was faced with a decision. Do I engage myself in what the prophet just said? Or do I let it go in one ear and out the other? Come on now. You, 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 you've got to know and I, I know not to it because I know I have. There's been times that I've, let, I've sat in church and I've let the preaching go in one ear and out the other and failed to engage in the, I'm not talking about engaging in junk. I'm talking in, about engaging in the undulterated word of God Almighty, the truth. She was faced with it. What do I do? What do I do? She dared to engage herself in what the prophet had said. Whew. She fed him. Wow. And after she fed him, the Bible said, the Bible said that her meal barrel and her cruise of oil never wasted. Now, it, di it didn't say the barrel was totally full, and it didn't say the cruise of oil was totally full. But it did imply that every time she went there, there was meal. And every time she went to the cruise, there was oil. Ah, sometimes we don't need an overabundance because we won't take care of it. Oh, wow. All we need is just enough to get through this day. 
our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is done in heaven. Oh, bless the very day that I'm living in with your, with your holy bread, which is not only uh, natural, it's spiritual food. How many know you can have a good natural food, but that doesn't mean you're in good spiritual shape? Woo! But she decided, I will engage myself in the word. This song is by Hugh and Carol Brown. Consider the lilies, they don't all our swim, and there's not a king with more splendor than them. Consider the sparrows, they don't plant or sow, but they're fed by the master who watches and grows. This song is by Pat Davis. What would you do? What would you do if Jesus came to spend some time with you? If Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two if he came without warning, oh, I wonder what you'd do. Yes, if Jesus came to your house to spend a day or two, if he came unexpectedly, just dropped in on you, oh, I know you'd give your nicest room to such an honored guest, and all the food you'd serve to him would be the very best. And you would keep assuring him you're glad to have him there, that serving him in your home is joy beyond compare. But when you saw him coming, would you meet him at the door? 
with arms outstretched in welcome to your heavenly visitor? Or would you have to change your clothes before you let him in? Or hide some magazines and put the Bible where they've been? Would you turn off the radio and hope he hadn't heard? And wish you hadn't uttered that last loud hasty word? And would you hide your worldly music and put some hymn books out? Could you let Jesus walk right in, or would you rush about? And I wonder if the Savior spent a day or two with you. Would you go right on doing the things you always do? Would you go right on saying the things you always say? Would life for you continue as it does from day to day? And would your family conversation keep up its usual pace? And would you find it hard each day to say a table grace? Would you sing the songs you always sing? And read the books you read? And let him know the things on which your mind and spirit feed? And would you take Jesus with you everywhere you plan to go? Or would you change your plans for just a day or so? Would you be glad to have him meet your very closest friends? Or hope that they would stay until his visit ends? And would you be glad to have him stay forever on and on? Or would you sigh with great relief when at last he was gone? Yes, it might be interesting to know just what that you would do if Jesus came to your house just to spend a day or two. If Jesus came to your house, I wonder what you'd do. This song is by Wendy Morgan. Too loud. 
For more information about our church, events, or to submit your prayer requests or praise reports, visit our website at www.gatewaytabernacle.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and may God bless you.